What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab me a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Joe Dorville. Ah. Yeah. What's up, brother? I hear it week in, week out, and it still impresses me that you do that just off the dome. Like it's so yeah. I'm like moving or moving stuff around. <laughs> I'm like fidgeting with stuff, and I still got it. So for the listeners, uh, you've heard uh, Joe before. He's been on this podcast uh, two times before uh, because we have a couple bonuses. Uh, kind of, well. yeah. One of the bonuses. Uh, we kind of have a tradition. Whenever Joe is releasing an album, we make sure he comes out. So breaking news. Wah, 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 wah. As of October 12th, a few days after this. Uh, October 11th. We'll, October 11th, a few days, two days after this comes out for the worldwide release, Joe is dropping an album called Outside, October 11th. Uh, you can find that on all streaming platforms. Yes, you can. All right. Well, tell, take take us through it, Joe. What? You were done with music after the second album. I wasn't were, done. So. You said you were all finished. You were going to move into movies. You were finished with the music game, the rat race. And then you rat. had inspiration for a second album. I listened to the album. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, take us through it, though, because it's totally different from stuff you've done before. It is so different. And it's so different. Joe sings on it. Like, legit Yeah, sings. Yeah, I went for it, man. Um, that was kind of the yeah, point. you did. <laughs> so... Uh, it's called Outside, and the reason it's called Outside, I think that's the best way to start it off. First of all, you didn't have me plug anything. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorbo. Plug everything right up front, Joe, <laughs> for everybody. Go to my website, JoeDorbo.com. Uh, check out newlow.co to check out all my podcasts. Who Does a Pod, my musical podcast, Cheers from the Press Box, me and Brandon Sport Podcast, and a new low, the big one, um, with me and a couple other chuckle fucks. Uh, we just we do so many recordings together. I honestly was just like, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows where to find you. Yeah. All right. So the title outside, it is uh, significant because one, it's a funny term in the black community to, to say somebody wasn't outside for an event, usually just meaning that you were young or so you weren't there around for that. Um, so it's a funny term just anyways. But Wait, use it in context. I've never heard this before. Um, so let's say... Uh, so, like, my brothers, for me, to me, they'd be like, if, like, in the club by 50 Cent came on, it'd be like, oh, you weren't outside for this. Like, you weren't able okay. to go out and experience the song yeah. in that way. I like way. that. I've actually never, I've never, even growing up in Daytona, 
it's, I've never heard that it's term. It's more before. relatively new, I'd say, honestly. Okay. Um, well, I'm an old man, so that makes sense. You're yeah. about <laughs> 10 years younger than me. Uh, not that much, like six, maybe. Yeah. Uh, give yeah. or take. Um, but yeah, so that was one part of it. Um, the other part of it was uh, I had went through so many iterations of titles that all had to do with like heartbreak or heartache or something like that. And I landed on this one because uh, one, I sh- and you know, I did it for the title, but I shot the I shot the artwork outside, which made yep. sense with the title. That works cool as shit. You uh, guys will see it. It'll be the cover art for this episode. It's very cool. Shout out to my boy Donnie. Uh, who sh- went, Shout out Donnie. Met me at the park to shoot that. Uh, Fucking the- Donnie, dude. <laughs> Donnie's black. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, so um, are the Celtics. They have black people in Boston. It was also about getting outside my comfort zone. I've, it was uh, doing something. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, doing something that uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't. Uh, expect from me doing something that uh kind of you know put people on like uh on guard like oh wow i didn't like just jarring the listener because um if you know me i'm young black can't even say young anymore i'm about to hit 30 here in a couple months Uh, (laughs) what are we doing i'm so excited for december um but yeah like uh my music taste my music range uh, it's so broad and so vast, and honestly, I said if you know, hard flex. If if you knew me like five years ago, six years ago, I always said I want to be the front ba- front man of a band. That's like one of the things I've always wanted to do. Like, just because I can't play any instrument, so just get surround me with great musicians, and then I could just write some dope lyrics, and I could just front a band. Um, so. That was kind of the inspiration to make effectively a rock, alternate rock album. So Yeah, so a bunch of stuff I want to bring up because um, go back and listen to Joe's first two episodes, uh, especially in the first one we talk about losing your mom and traveling over to Europe and how you and I met and everything. Um, And then in the second uh, episode and then even in the bonus, we talk about you branching out and kind of discovering music and not only that, but then you know, doing what you're doing now with uh, film and everything. But this one I wanted to focus. um, Obviously, we have a few stories we're going to bring up. It wouldn't be X-Drinking Buddy without them. But I really wanted to. I thought you were punking me. I thought you were (laughs) fucking with me when you first sent me the album. Because the intro, if I'm not mistaken, go. It's like a beat that fades out Mm -hmm. from the second album. It's the last song of the second album. That's what I thought. And it fades out. And then it like drums kick. And then like guitars kick. And I'm like. (laughs) I'm like, he's he's messing with me because I'm like the white guy from Florida, like who loves like, you know, gym class heroes. I'm like, he's fucking with me. I, like I, I know what he's doing. Well, I was like, I know what he's doing. Shout he's messing with me. And then the second, uh, then the actual, the first song of the album comes on. And I think it was that one or the second one. I was like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> like the beat. Now, I won't spoil it. Go out and check out the album. It's called Outside, uh, Joe Dorville, October 11th, wherever you can uh, stream music uh, and buy it. I must say, or purchase. Yeah. I get more money don't, off purchase Don't be a streams. dick. Buy it. Um, <laughs> but it was so interesting. I texted you almost by the third song, yeah. and I was like, you and your girlfriend are still together, <laughs> right? Because the first, like, th- and, and then you go, yeah, it'll make sense. I'll explain it. <laughs> But then I thought I was like, oh, I'll f- I know I know Joe. I know Joe pretty well. Joe's one of my closest friends. I'll figure this out. So by like the third or fourth song, I was like, oh, it's like a 
adventure time story where like you're you're starting with heartbreak and then you find your girlfriend and now you're all happy together and then like what is it war or whatever yeah. it's like <laughs> like the fifth or sixth song and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> so it went from like breakup sad to like there's a happier one in the middle there yeah and then it's like breakup Saturday, and I was like, "Oh, I have no idea what's going on." So, what was the genesis for writing this pop, like this almost like like you said, like indie yeah, rock pop, kind of style? indie rock, yeah. So, uh, a lot of bands I like. I like um, Kyle's going to kill me for this, but uh, I like Maroon Five. I like uh, who doesn't Arctic Monkey, um, Arcade Fire. Point. I like them a lot. Um, Frightened Rabbit. There's a lot of like indie rock that I really rock with no pun intended um so a lo- i was listening to a lot of that just for no reason uh like earlier this year and then um me and my girl were riding around and out of the blue uh, a nerd song popped in my head nerd was and is pharrell's N-E-R-D. yeah n-e-r-d pharrell's band like actual rock band um that they put music out through and uh, i was listening to some of that and i was just remembering when that album came out, how I felt and how it made me feel and the music. And I was just like, man, this is so dope. Um, and then I thought back to Kid Cudi, my favorite artist. Uh, he put out a project called Wizard with his longtime collaborator, Dr. Genius. And it's that rock, indie, punk rock kind of feel. Lupe Fiasco, one of my favorite artists, uh, also had did something uh, called Japanese Cartoon um, where he put out... Um, uh, a, a rock album effectively and I this album the quote unquote album process starts all the way back to last year in Dallas and I was trying to I wrote basically like nine songs for a new rap album and I was getting you know in the rhythm of trying to re- starting to record it and whatnot, and it just wasn't connecting just was, I just wasn't feeling it when uh, you say that are you because for this one you made all the beats and everything yourself I made right? everything myself yeah yeah, so when you're doing when you have all these songs written and everything and you, you get into this process, are you do you have beats behind it? Or have you already produced music or cuz to me that's like writing a bit where you're like, "Oh, this is a good bit." This is, and then it just doesn't connect with the audience. You're like, mm. "I did all this work, but I guess I just have to throw it away." Is that like what happens with music? Um it can happen like that. So for me, it's different for everybody cuz you know, some people purchase beats, they work with like a long-time collaborators. Me, I like to um I'll jot down like a bunch of notes every once in a while and then I'll be like, okay, I think this, I think I'm starting to have like, I'm entering the zone where I'm going to start having creative inspiration. So let me like key in on this. Let me start making beats. And then I'll try to do like the process I did with the first and the second album was I'm going to make a one beat a day, whether it's good or bad, I'm going to go in. I'm going to sit down on my computer. I'm going to make one new beat every day just to get in the habit. It's kind of like when people talk about writers who get up and they write from eight to five, pages, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm going to make a beat a day. And, you know, that eight was, to five. God, that's like a full day. Yeah. Like a day's work. Some people do that. Yeah. Apparently. Um, like Stephen King, I think, does that. Something like that. But God, um, that's insane. I write for like 20 minutes and I'm like, God, <laughs> I, I am the man. I just had so much work done. So, so. When I tried, when I was doing, and there's songs, that rap album may see the light of day in some form or fashion, because there's some songs on that that I really, really do like. But it was just like, okay, I said, I felt like I said a lot on the first two albums. What more is there for me to say 
that's different and new and how do I challenge myself? Because one thing, one criticism I've had of artists that I appreciate and that are big is like, okay, you could get in the habit of just doing the same thing and people will appreciate that, but is that even fun for yourself? Like, and when I'm working on that album at that time, it just wasn't, it, it didn't feel fun to me. It, I wasn't loving the things I was doing. Because you were doing the same thing you had done Yeah, before, it, I didn't have before. that excitement. Like when I was making TV season two, I remember writing some, and I was still living with roommates at the time. I remember writing some, and then I went down to my roommate, and I'm like, yo, hear this, da 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 And he was like, oh, man, it's like, I didn't have, I didn't have that feeling about any of the things I was writing at that time. So yeah. I was just like, ah, I, I'm not, that's not what I'm on. So then moving back and the NERD, playing the NERD in the car, like, I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do it. Let me, you know, let me Google or YouTube a couple things. Like, how do I make a rock beat? In, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. So how do I make a rock beat in FL Studios? Because I don't play any instruments. Like I said, I. So you didn't like put out a call to like. No. Musicians. I didn't. Did not. I, I was like. I could just imagine your apartment being filled with musicians and recording equipment. That would be coming home being amazing. Like, what is happening? I would have loved that. That may be sick. the next evolution of this. But um, I was Come like. Come to New York. We'll do it, man. I was like, uh, how do I make. How do I get my drums to sound like natural drums instead of like hip hop drums? How do I get a guitar to sound like an actual guitar, not like a programmed thing? Like. How do I get the piano to sound like? I just like dove into it for like two, three months, just trying to figure out the production side of it before I wrote anything. Um, and that might have been like, uh, it might have been like two, three weeks because uh, it was like March-ish. And by Mar- by late March, I remember this only because it was March Madness. <laughs> and I was, at the bu- I was at the bar with my friend. And I was Donnie actually. I was at the bar with Donnie. Donnie, man. <laughs> Donnie, shout out to Donnie. Uh, I was at the bar with Donnie, and I was like, I think I want to make a rock album. He was like, Are you serious? I was like, Yes, I think I want to do it. And I was like, I've been tinkering, and I got a beat, and it's track two. That was the first beat I made uh, for the process. That was like my favorite one. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I think I ha- it's right there. It's close. There's still some unlocking I need to do in it. But I'm getting there. I had let Ariel, who's my girlfriend, I let her hear it. And she was like, it sounds good, but it's kind of repetitive. So then, like, I went back in and I tweaked it. No, she was. it was a valid criticism. It was valid. No, 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 no I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I, it, it's it was just the instrumental someone, at that point. There was no lyrics on it. It's very good it. to find someone who will be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, it was. there was no lyrics on it. It was just instrumentals. Um, and she was like, it's good, but it sounds a little repetitive. You need to, like, something needs to change in it. There needs to be, you know, a progression. Um, yeah. So I was like, you're right. So then sat with it more, got that one out. And then at that point, it was just getting the beats because I wanted to get all the beats done first, then start the writing process because just so my mind would be in a rock state of mind, uh, quote unquote, um, to start the writing process. And then after that, figure out how to record everything by myself because the first two albums I went to my buddy Swain shout out to Swain yeah and he guided me through the writing the recording process but this time one it was a little more uh embarrassing because I was singing so I didn't want to do it in front of anybody um so I had to kind of like figure out how to make a makeshift studio in my apartment so like I would take I would like say on a 
Tuesday, I'd record with you in the morning. I'd record who does a podcast at night. And then I would take my laptop, take all my recording stuff, take it to the closet, my walk-in closet in my room, close the door. (laughs) Close. It's not that thick. Close the door. So like to insulate it or whatever with the clothes and everything and just record for like three, four hours. And like a lot of these songs had many different takes and versions and my voice, man, shout out to singers. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. It is a strain on the voice like a motherfucker. Like, there were times where yeah. I do a chorus and one verse of a song that has two verses. And I'm like, I can't speak for the rest of today. Like, I, I, I'm done. You're done. I'm yeah, done. I'm <laughs> so. I thought it was very, brave is the wrong word. I thought it was cool, though, how. Courageous. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You just, because when you. First sing, because I'm not expecting this. No, you way. have to. The listeners have to know. I've known Joe for a long time. I've obviously bought both his albums, listened to them quite uh, frequently, especially we when they first that. came out. We appreciate that. Yeah, and um, I know a lot of. There's not a lot, but uh, some of you listeners have, because Joe at one point texted me. He goes, "Hey, do you know anybody in Oklahoma? Someone just bought yeah, an album out yeah. there." <laughs> um, shout out! I think that was Brandon. Shout out, Brandon. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I was totally shocked. When I heard you, like, legitimately you were singing on this album. And you didn't filter it through a bunch of stuff. It's not like a Post Malone, like a... I tried to filter as little as possible. There's one song where I heavily filtered, but I thought it sounded better, like, musically like that. Yeah, so, well, that's the thing. It's not no shade for Post, but, like, everyone, you know, he's very well known for doing the auto-tune and stuff like that, and... You didn't do any of that. And I was like, damn, man, like you really put yourself out there um, to do this because, again, like you said, you're not, not a singer. Trained. Like you're not. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not even so, say classically trained. I'm not trained. <laughs> period. End of, end of statement. So I really enjoyed the album. Where did um, this is? I, I really was interested in this because, again, I had texted you about this. Yeah, this is when I first I've heard been it. waiting to talk about. Yeah, so where, why all the heartbreak and where is all the, you sounded like me uh, on the album, and I was very much like, I can get into this, but is Ariel going to be okay with this? Like, what's happening? So, so tell the listeners kind of what, what the inspiration was for this. You, actually. Hey! <laughs> um, not just you, though. Uh, there were three people I knew who were going through a tough uh, end of relationships, uh, one was somebody close to me. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, one was my homegirl who hooked me up with the job I'm currently at. She was actually going through a divorce. Um, oh, shit. Like, as soon as we moved to Atlanta, she was getting a divorce uh, to Atlanta, to uh, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, like, her and her husband at the time, like, just split. Like, it just kind of came to a head. Um, the move basically exacerbated everything, apparently, whatever underlying issues. Oh, they really? Had. I wonder what that's <laughs> and like. And then you, you were also going with your issues um, and your breakup. So it was just kind of a unique perspective of being somebody who's talking to these three different people and having th- three different experiences, but you're all having some type of heartbreak. And I'm talking to you guys, and I wouldn't say guiding or helping you guys, but. You guys were asked not for my advice, but you talk to me about it because people yeah. like talking to me for some reason. Well, just listening sometimes is the the biggest thing. Yeah. So, and whenever I would, you know, relay something that happened to me in the past and how, you know, there might be like some correlation between the two situations, 
I'm having to recall things from my memory. So that's bringing up some of my past or failed relationships back to the surface. So a lot of that was fresh on the mind and fresh. Yeah. Uh, the, the wounds, you know, resurfaced and it felt like a f- interesting w- place to pull from because I'm not in that place anymore. But as I told my current girlfriend, it's easier to write from heartbreak for me. It's easier to write music from a place of heartbreak than it is from a place of happiness. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. It's the same thing in comedy. Some of my best jokes came from times of sheer, like, desperate, like, times of, like, just being destroyed. And my first reaction, and, you know, you and I have talked about this before, it's the theme of the one-person show. My first reaction when something traumatic happens is to make a joke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in your life, it's to write music. And for me, it's to, like, make a joke. And so, and like, to write a bit about it. So it's interesting because I have some fantastic jokes that some sometimes Tracy will be. She never would never. She never has and never. I don't think ever would push back on like me telling. Mm-hmm. But you know sometimes you can see it in their face where it's kind of like ah, really. Yeah. But it's like yeah. But this joke is hilarious and it's also incredibly relatable. Because yeah. everyone's had their heart broken. Every person in the world has had their heart broken. So it's an incredibly relatable thing. Not only when it comes to just relationships, but I mean obviously what you went through. Uh, with your mom, you know, people go have their parents get divorced, kids grow up not knowing a, a parent or losing a sibling and like, like damage and tragedy is so it's, it's, I mean, in the fabric of humanity. Yeah. And it's, and it's the basis of so much art time plus tragedy equals comedy. I mean, we say that all the time, obviously. And it's for my line of work and it's the same thing with music. I still go back. I literally have a station on my Pandora. Yes. I use Pandora cause I'm <laughs> I have a that. station on my Pandora called Breakup Songs. Yeah. And I listen to that at the gym all the time because it's like very motivating. It's some like, of the yeah, best I did songs. Like, There's some yeah. of the best songs. And it's and so like I said, I got through like three or four tracks and I, I, I genuinely just as your friend was like, Hey man, is everything good? Because <laughs> you can be somewhat private, especially about your relationship. Um so I was just like, Everything cool, man? Yeah. Like is or did you just not tell me because Joe is always like, I don't want to talk about it on the show. Yeah, and so I was like, is there something you need to tell? And you're like, no, everything's good. And so it, I'm very, one, happy to hear that obviously everything's great in your relationship. But two, you know, I'm a narcissist. So I'm super yeah. happy to you're hear inspiration, that I, baby. I, I was part of the inspiration. Yeah. So you're telling me that moving to Dallas didn't fix it? Because mm, I moved to I New know, York right? and it crumbled in on itself. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, the first two songs are about heartbreak. The third song is about, uh, a girl who I met when I like first moved to Atlanta, who, uh, wayward soul, let's say it's a, it's a good way to put it. Uh, a bit of a wayward soul. Uh, you, you'll understand when you hear the actual song and hear the lyrics and, uh, yeah. analyze it a little more. Um, but yeah, no, even the, um, even the fourth song, uh, the song that is technically happier and it's about a happier relationship. That's the one where I was like, Oh, we're, we're turning. Yeah. Here we go. We're I was turning. About to say, but I couldn't. So it took me a while to kind of crack that code. Cause I was like, okay, I don't want all quote unquote sad songs and all songs that are about past relationship. My current girlfriend is going to be like, Hey, what about me? Uh, so I was like, I have to write a song that is about her somehow, some way <laughs> one happy um, song. <laughs> 
but I couldn't write it from a happy perspective. Like every time I tried to write it, it just was sounding too cheesy, too corny, too bad. Yeah. So then it finally hit me and shout out to Kid Cudi, one of my biggest inspirations. Uh, he has a song called Teleport to Me, Jamie, about a relationship where they're not in the same place. And that's why the first line ends up being um, like, uh, I forgot the fucking lyric. It's like something about like your side of the bed gets colder every day. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, let me write it from the perspective of me longing for someone while we're in a long distance relationship. And so I was like, that makes more sense to me creatively than just doing a, hey, I'm in love, happy go lucky song. Yeah. So I was like, even that song has some tension, even though it's a positive song. So Yeah. One of my favorite um, songs by Alkaline Trio, it's that same kind of style where it's it's one of my favorite songs, but it's about them being in a band and always being on the road. And he found he finally found his person. But obviously, he has to do the music thing. Yeah. And so it's one of it's that it's exactly what you're talking about It's exactly what you're going for. And I think landed very succinctly. It's that. Yeah, I, I am happy. I do love this. This is a great relationship, but it's just we have we're not in the same place. Yeah, there's some hard parts to it. I don't know, the yeah. line I, I'm fucking it's killing me. I miss seeing you when I wake up. Was the first line. Your side of the bed gets colder every day. Yeah. Shout out to Kid Cudi. We're gonna tag him in all this. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll, but yeah, that's that's a true point with the the just the entire idea of being because the first three songs are sad and then you like you said you did the long distance one and then it gets kind of sad again i don't want to give obviously the entire album away Mm -hmm. um what was it like to uh like what was the experience like not only recording what you had talked uh, talked about being in the walk-in closet Mm -hmm. and like trying to do that but then like i'm curious about this when you you hang out with your girlfriend everything's good but then you get home like and you have to record what are you doing to like trigger that in your head you know what i mean uh that is man that is such a good question Um, thank you so much (laughs) because yeah no i had to like channel something and it's like okay i'm not a natural singer again like i've said a thousand times already um so it's like you're really selling this i'm not a natural singer i'm not a natural singer (laughs) Um, so it was like how do i lock in how do i tap in with that to to get something going there god damn it For those watching the video, Brennan's, uh, the light is still, still an issue. <laughs> Record on Zoom, they say. It'll be so good, they say. <laughs> well, don't live in New York, they say. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. All right. Look good. All right. Um, so, you're not a natural singer. Not a natural singer. So, uh, fun thing I'll say, you want to know one of the things that helped me the most with this entire recording process? It's going to sound crazy, but it'll make sense, is who does a podcast? We... Well, that's not mine, so I don't... Ca- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we Shout cover so many different uh, genres of music with all the different musicals we do. Um, we happened to hit a spot like where we did, uh, we did Purple Rain, so that was Prince. We did this thing called Once, where there's this folk singer from Ireland, uh, and there was one more I can't remember right now, but those helped me. Like I would listen to those before yeah. I recorded, like, and I would sing those songs uh, before I started singing my songs. Cause like how, 
let me get my voice right. Let me warm up the voice. Let me get the inflections right. Let me, you know, it's easier to sing. And this has been my experience all the time. It's easier for me to repeat someone else's words before I create a song. Because when I'm creating a song, I don't, I, it's all brand new. It's, it's like a newborn baby. There's no imprints on it yet. So there's it's no like, template. Yeah. yeah, there's no template. So it's like, uh, I could really F this up when I get into it versus you have something where you know it. So I'm more comfortable like getting louder, getting quieter and all that. So taking that energy before I went to record some of my stuff, like I listened to a lot of prints. I'd listened to a couple of songs from Purple Rain before I did it or I'd listened to a couple songs from the, the movie once before I went in and did it or I'd listen to Arctic Monkey or Frightened Rabbit or uh, just a bunch of different things before I actually got going. Yeah. So with music, because I think of this like an acting exercise. I think you're like in the closet and you're like, okay, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm angry. But with music, I guess it's the similar with comedy where you don't have to necessarily be in that emotional space. No. To, Okay. No. Because in my head, I, I, I could just picture you in the closet like... You hate her, you hate her, you hate her. <laughs> and <clears throat> me, me, me. Here we go. But that's not that's not the case with music. No, no, no. More it was more of a that sounded terrible. That sounded terrible. That sounded terrible. That sounded terrible. Like so many terrible <laughs> takes. I was like, get it together, get it together. Right, I'm gonna go lay down for like five minutes and then we get back up. <laughs> and I came out, it's so good. Again, everybody check it out. October eleventh, outside, um, uh, we're going to put it I'll you send me the link that means the most to you as far as whatever it is. And I'll put that in the show notes um, so people can check it out. I did want to talk to you just in the spirit of the show. Yeah. I wanted to bring up. You did send me a few stories. I did um, for X drinking buddy, uh, which kind of coincide with just our friendship and how long we've known it. We've known each other four years now, five years, uh, now? Four? four, three years, 2020 three man. going on four, yeah, three going on four. Yeah. No, we met in 2019, didn't we? No, no 2020. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm good on too, buddy. Because it was COVID-19. I always think yeah, it was Yeah, you, you always throw it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it didn't, hit, it didn't hit America until 2020. March exactly. of 2020 is when uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo knocked over all those microphones. It was Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert knocked over all those microphones. Sorry. Different European. Different. I mean, <laughs> it's a seven-foot European. They're, I mean, come on. See what I did there? I said seven-foot European. See, see what I, I did? I see what you did. Good. <laughs> uh, pretty good, there. Pretty good. Um, so, is that? Do you think that's weird for Rudy Gobert to be on the same team as Cat now? Because he like made such oh, yeah. a mockery of COVID, and, and then it, it, it's such guess, a horrific story. His family it destroyed his whole family. Yeah. That's got to be weird. You know, someone's thinking. Great I point. mean, if I'm bringing it up, someone's thinking about Somebody it. Somebody thought about room. it for sure. You know what's uh, a funny one? Uh, my brother just informed me of this the other day. So Kelly Oubre, this is so random. Sorry to the listeners. Kelly the Oubre, Washington Wizards killer. Kelly uh, Oubre, game seven. Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Kelly Oubre just got signed to the Sixers, right? Yeah. Sixers have James Harden. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Kelly Oubre once attended a James Harden party. Where James Harden was there with his girlfriend at the time. Kelly Oubre then dated and married that woman and had two kids with her. What? And now they're on the same team. <laughs> Daryl Morey does not understand relationships. <laughs> That's bananas. <laughs> For those of you listening who are like, what the fuck is going on? Joe and I host a sports podcast. It's right here. Cheers from the press box. Uh, You'd be hard-pressed so to know that because somehow I forgot to put on the rundown 
the fucking Dame Lillard trade and Drew Holiday trade. I just thought about that. You like, want to talk about it right now here? <laughs> I thought about we'll it like this, earlier put it today. On the cheers Instagram. Like, How did I forget to do that? I honestly listened to like a few, like two different podcasts recapping it. And then I forgot to even bring it up. Yeah. And then after we got done recording, I popped in my headphones to listen to an NFL recap. And they were like, crazy week in sports with Drew, Drew and Damien and Lillard. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> but I did want to um, ask you about something. Speaking of meeting in COVID, mm. this is something that you started to do. I can't even remember when you started doing this, but we started talking about this because it was the old fashioned thing. Yes. Um, So Joe was not a big, well, you describe it. You, you're, you just weren't a big liquor guy, correct? No, I was, um, I liked liquor, but I didn't carry a lot of liquor in the house. Um, Yeah. I'd get it when I went out and whatnot, but uh, I had a new year's resolution going into this year. Like last year, for some reason I was just like, you know what? I want to start, I've never had like New Year's resolutions. Um, never been a thing of mine, really. But I was because like, they're stupid. They're kind of stupid, yeah. Uh, so I always felt like so. I, but I going into this year, I was like, I want. Sounded like a very political answer. Is there someone close to you in your life that does them and loves them? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, look, I'm the first to say something. I hate birthdays. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but no, but your thirtieth, we got to do something. Maybe you come to New York. Maybe do we do something I big here. I cannot do another goddamn trip. I'm going to L.A. like in two weeks. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because you have the movie. Yeah. Can but, we talk? Do you want to plug that at all? I'm gonna plug it at the end. I'll do it at the second plug. Right. Um, should do the first plug, but you didn't even tee me up for the first plug. I'll put it. In the, <laughs> I'll put it in the notes. But um, yeah. So I, I just wanted to uh, a couple of things I had thought about. Um, and one of them was I wanted to start making drinks. Uh, I like drinks. Um, and I know going out in the world and getting drinks, you're getting price gouged nine times out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> so and I thought it would be something fun, you know, uh, like if me and the lady, because we don't go out that much. I was about to say, um, we don't go out a whole lot. And it was like, okay, this would be something cool we could do in the house. And then, you know, I could be like, hey, I want a Tom Collins tonight. I got everything for it in the house. Let's get it going. So underrated making drinks at home, making like real bar drinks. Yeah, at home real bar underrated. drinks at home. Super underrated. It's super fun, and you have like a nice drink to sip on while you watch the bear. Like, yeah, <laughs> like so much drinks were made while we were watching the bear. But yeah, a stressful show. It's stressful, super stressful. But no, I got into it and it's been fun. And then I also dovetailed it with uh, making it a segment on a new low. So every week on the show, I make a new drink. Um, last, and then you try it on the show. And I try it on the show and I uh, poorly describe it. And I can't remember the difference between lemon and lime. It's just a word thing that I get caught up on every damn time. Uh, <laughs> well, and a lot of these drinks taste the same. Like, it's interesting. I've worked in restaurants and fancier restaurants now for the last five or six years, but I've worked in restaurants for almost 20. And it's so interesting because I know the differences between like a rye and a whiskey mm. and a bourbon and like a, obviously a vodka and a tequila. And when it's a different liquor, there's extremes. Like vodka obviously is way different from tequila. Yeah. 
But then you get these people who are like, oh, this rye is a little sweeter and more tart. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, now you, as a, as a drink connoisseur now, were you <laughs> able to understand those differences, like those subtleties oh, and yeah, smokiness th- there's, and barrel-aged? and For sure. There, there's nuances and everything, but you're most likely going to experience those nuances if you have them straight. Once you mix it into a drink, it kind of just goes into the slosh like it's gonna taste yeah. sweeter because you put simple syrup in it like yeah. <laughs> you mix it with campari it's a negroni that's yeah. why it tastes the way exactly. it tastes I hate fucking negronis. not because Jesus Christ. you hate negronis breaking so news so fucking terrible man what so do you hate about negroni it's one of the most popular drinks at the restaurant that's uh, why I'm asking well Kyle should go to your restaurant Kyle loves a negroni um, of course I, he does I don't like man it's the um, what is it it's the campari mixed with there's vermouth in it right am I getting yeah. it yeah Mixed with the vermouth and the whiskey, it just don't work for me. It just don't work. So for me. Uh, Negroni's gin. Um, gin, that's right, that's right. Manhattan is. The, so Manhattan I have no problem is with whiskey. Manhattan. I don't. Bouvardier like is a uh, whiskey Negroni. Bouvardier. It's called a Bouvardier. Manhattan doesn't have the Campari. It's the Campari that fucks me up. That's why. Yeah, I like that's it. so the the gin negroni has obviously any negroni has campari in yeah. it and if it's if it's obviously if it's gin it's just called a negroni but if somebody cuz we get this all the time in the restaurant people will try to be fancy and they'll be like I'll take a bavardier and I'm like you mean a whiskey negroni <laughs> you can just say whiskey negroni you don't have to be a dick about it yeah. um yeah no campari is not for me i just are you a gin guy do you, you don't like gin gin is fine I, uh, okay. i've never drank i think it we've straight. had this discussion before i never had it straight i didn't have it until uh i started making the cocktails but gin is kind of cool it's kind of solid like i rock with it okay yeah, yeah. i wanted to ask you because <laughs> you put this on the list and this is very funny to me um did we talked about your last throw up before didn't we did we uh the bathroom and what this was when you were much younger wasn't it no, we talked about my first throw up, I think. Okay. When I was I remember there was like a bathroom 18, involved 19. and like someone walked in yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my first throw up. That was the first time okay. I got drunk. That was the first time I got like <laughs> hammered. <laughs> so we did talk about that. Let's you put on the list last throw up. Let's talk I want to talk about that and then I want to get into some of these trips you've taken um because you've been to Denver, Vegas and New York since we spoke last on uh on a on a mainstream. Yeah. So um, let's get let's talk about the last throw up. When was this? How long ago? This had please to say last weekend. Two weeks ago, uh, I was twenty nine. Um, this had to be twenty eighteen. I want to say summer twenty eighteen. Okay. Um, I so w- BB twenty eighteen yeah. BB before Brennan. <laughs> I was gonna say BC before COVID. Uh, but yeah, no, Derek I went Gaines out. Joke. That's hilarious. Went out. Whose joke? That's a Derek Gaines joke. Oh. I mean, it's not a. De- I mean, obviously, a lot of people say BC before COVID, <laughs> but he does it. Derek Gaines is a hilarious comic, and when he does it, he always does the, uh, you know, back in the olden times, BC, <laughs> and then he'll pause and he goes before COVID, and everyone just laughs. He's so funny. Um, yeah, no, it was 2018, summer 2018. Uh, I had gone out. I had met this dude. Uh, he who was on a Tinder date. Me and him became friends, and then wait. You met a guy who was on a Tinder date? Yeah, he was on a Tinder date with a woman, and then me and him just ended okay. up talking sports. I was about to say, pause. <laughs> me and him just ended up talking sports, and like that date went nowhere. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, and then later that night, I, made a, I met a girl, and um, we exchanged information. So then like two nights later, 
uh, it was the Toronto Raptors versus the Warriors finals. Uh, it was game one, and the dude was like, hey, you know, I'm, he had, like, just moved to town. He was like, hey, man, like, I'm new in town. That Tinder date was, like, trash. I want to watch the basketball game. Like, do you know anywhere we can watch it? And I was like, sure. That was the, that was the year Toronto won. hit that buzzer beater yeah. to advance. I remember exactly where I was when uh, Kawhi hit that shot. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, I was yes. sitting on a couch, and I remember he made that shot, and I jumped up, and you know what I said? Do you know what I said? No. You, of course you know what I said. You have to you play to the whistle? You play the whistle? No, I jumped off the couch, and I looked at Savannah because she was in the kitchen, and I screamed, this is why we play the <laughs> <games>. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> Which is my sign-off from Cheers from the Press Box, in case anyone's wondering. So this guy reaches out, and he goes, hey, I'm new in town. Yeah. I got nowhere to watch the game. No what friends. are you doing? Like, yeah. You like sports. We talked about the Lakers for like 20 minutes. Uh, you want to watch the finals game? He's from L.A. Okay. So. I was like, that's a weird choice. <laughs> so met up, and then I texted that girl. I was like, hey, you know, I'm going out to watch this the game. This is so crazy. So like the, the three people you happen to meet on yeah, this, or the two, two people, people you met on meet this that night. night. I was like, hey, like you said, hit you up from doing anything. Like I'm meeting this guy I met the other day at a bar to watch the game. She was like, oh, I'll come after work. So she came after work. The game ended. We were hanging out at the bar, and she was like, hey, my cousin just invited me to, like, this bonfire thing at this place or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll probably This is in Atlanta? This is in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, sure. I'm down to go. And so I went to the gas station, got two bottles of wine. Yeah. I was big on gas station wine at that point. How far you've come? How far in just I've come? A short right? amount of time. <laughs> You're talking about gas station wine in 2018, and then we were talking about in 2020 you mixing and making your own cocktails. Yeah, I got Campari in a, the house now. <laughs> a segment that it became I a segment on your podcast. Um, got vermouth in the fridge though. Shout out to I like a, a Manhattan, nice little fifty fifty Manhattan. Not Manhattan. Yeah. Sorry, Martini, a little fifty fifty Martini. Wait, so what kind of vermouth do you have in the fridge right uh, now? I got sweet and I got dry. Wow, yeah. my man. Got to have both on You that. know what you have to get? You got to get uh, the Lilla Blanc to make a uh, Vesper. Mm, I'm aware of that. That's on the list somewhere. Uh, yeah. I just made a Lilla Sazerac find. like a couple of days ago. Oh, that's good. Did yeah. you get real? Uh, yeah, I got absent. I, I don't know if it's real, but I've, I was able to find absent at Total Wine. <laughs> yeah, it's. They sold it to me as absent. That's all I can yeah, say. So, that's it. <laughs> It's real. It's real to so me, you go damn to this, it. <laughs> you go to a gas station to get, to go get $5 wine. wine. Yes. Two two for $7. How about that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm from the South, too, baby. That's um, how we roll around there. So got those. And barefoot. Then, it wasn't even barefoot. It might have been Sutter Home. I can't remember. But uh, her cousin just so happened to stay around the corner from me. So. Yeah. We were going to, I was going to meet them there and then we were going to drive to the place together. Met them there. Okay. Drove to the place. It was like BYOB. And yeah, I, it's a bonfire, Joe. <laughs> so it was a bonfire like at an industrial warehouse and like there was like a silent party. Everyone happening. knows there's not a bartender. <laughs> Obviously. But no, it was like, it wasn't, it, it was the bonfire was outside, but there was like an event happening inside, like silent, oh, okay, silent okay, disco okay. and all, like a lot was happening. But a bonfire yeah. was also there. See, when you say bonfire, I, I honestly, no, I this think wasn't like a bunch the, of white people, Brennan. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the floor. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's interesting. You say that. I never put two and two together, but black people like bonfires sometimes. Yeah, 
but they never when we would have like bonfires back yeah, home. We were like, going was, to the woods with a bunch of white people. Like, yeah, it was always just like, <laughs> like the white kids. <laughs> and I'm not saying the parties were segregated because there were plenty no, of house I'm, parties. Where what we were I'm all telling you out, is, but. we don't want to be a statistic and be lost okay. in the woods with a bunch of white people. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like a that horror movie waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I went to. God, the, I never even put that together. I was with all my white friends, and we went to stand around a fire. That that hasn't gone wrong in the South before. <laughs> I was like, yeah, none of the none of my teammates ever came out to the bonfires. It just hit me. I'm 35, and this just hit me. I was like, wait, they never did. <laughs> oh gosh. So, uh, but by the plan was, I had I had two bottles. I was like, okay, me and her could sip this wine or whatever. Um, and I think she may have gotten like I, I think I bought like plastic cups or something. She might have had a cup of this. And I housed one full bottle of wine by myself. Oof. Just went through it. it was Chardonnay just went through it. And then I was like, you know, You're what? like I'm having a great time. I was like, you know what? Uh, she was cool, but there was nothing really there. There was nothing yeah. that was going to actually happen or anything. Plus, whatever her cousin, her older cousin, and stuff. So I was like, eh, I'm gonna just pop the top on the second bottle of wine now. <laughs> <laughs> So the after disaster taught us anything, you gotta pop the top. Gotta pop baby. the top on that second bottle of wine, baby. Knocked back that second bottle of wine. It was just like chilling. I was just zoned for that night. Um, we eventually drive back. I get in my car. Lived super close, so and I wasn't really hammered. At least I thought. Uh, drove back. Got to my apartment. Got to my. I was living at the house then. Yeah, yeah. I was. I got back to my place and. Just went upstairs, laid on my bed, and I was like, man, this was a crazy two days in Atlanta. Like, wow. And then I immediately had to get up, and I just yacked in the bathroom for the rest of the just night. Just, just, oh, man. I was, I think I got to the sink. I'm not a big toilet throw upper. I, there's just something about I'm not I'm not putting your head in the yeah, toilet. Yeah, I'm just not gonna off. put my fucking head in the toilet. Like fuck that. Uh, I just yacked in the sink for like. That's on brand for you. You're not a you. You don't strike me. As Actually, a head this in the was 2019. Kind of I got the days wrong. Yeah, it was 2019 because we already lived in that second place in Atlanta. Uh, me and my roommate. Um, so yeah, it was 2019. But yeah, I just yacked, and after that, I was like, gotta pace yourself. That <laughs> after that, I was like, I'm instituting a two drink minimum. Or maximum when I go out. You can't hear me? That's a, that's a, that's a me thing? What is happening? Gotta pace yourself. Zoom is acting. Can up. you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. This is interesting. You're, uh, you were literally, as you said, gotta pace yourself. Your audio just cut out. Hello, hello, hello. So weird. It's not your, um, it's not the thing? Hello, hello. There it is. Yeah, I don't know. Zoom just... Cut me off. My my recording's still going, so okay. that's how I knew it wasn't my thing. <clears throat> my board. But yeah, gotta pace yourself. After that, I <laughs> Zoom was like, Joe, you're absolutely right. You need to pace yourself. <laughs> After that, I instituted a two drink minimum whenever I went out. Two drink maximum whenever I went out. Like I can't. Yeah. So tell talk about this because this is something I, I've heard you mention before. Yeah. I, so I'm pretty sure. So this is like a rule that you you steadfast live by. Yeah. Um. To a degree. I mean. Call outside the lines. Well, because when you came to New York, <laughs> we went out. We all went out to the stand, so we'll dovetail all yeah. this together. But we all went out to the stand, and I was thinking like I was going to get you guys fucking hammered. <laughs> and you're like, you had like one drink, and you're like, I'm good. Yeah, no, because you had already been drinking like throughout the day, and you're like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. 
And I was like, no, like, come on. Everybody. Like, <laughs> You're in New York. Like, Let's get wasted. Let's take the, like, paint the city red. <laughs> like, I'm good. So how, So that's after that throw up incident. That, that's yeah. when you implemented the two drink maximum. That's rule. when I was like, you know what? I got to. I, I, one, I, I hate throwing up. I, I don't think yeah. anybody likes it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, just after that, I was like, any place I go, if I know I'm going to like two or three places, then the first place, I only can have two drinks before I have to have a water. Like the yeah. next place, I can get one drink, then I have to get a water. The third place, I'm not even going to drink at that point because I drive everywhere. I don't really love taking Ubers and shit. So it's like, all right, by that time, I've had two waters. The third place uh, I would go to normally is like a dance clubby type of place. So I'd go, I'd dance, sweat some of the alcohol out of my system, and then just have waters for the rest of the night. Maybe a beer or something, but nothing. Yeah, you said hard. water. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically just uh, I know I don't – I know I want to get home. I know I want to be safe. And it's like I'm an adult. Let me try to be responsible with uh, my drinking. Like I have to be accountable for myself. Like if I'm Ubering somewhere, it's like, all right, fuck it. Let, let, let's let the Lord take us. But if I know I'm driving and I need to get back home, I don't want to be reckless. I, I would hate to get in a car accident. I've never been in an accident um, since I got my license. Um, yeah. And I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> so let me, yeah, let me do, if I know I'm going to drive, let me try to be as responsible while still having a good time. Interesting that you were coming up with this idea to be as responsible as possible while still having a good time. And me being six years older than you, literally... A year later, getting my second DUI. <laughs> different ends. Different ends of the spectrum, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You, you never know what's going to happen, man. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. <laughs> uh, but as we mentioned, you did come to New York for the one-person show. We talked about it on the bonus One-person show? No, I came for Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> Dick. Uh, Kyle came for the one-person show. You just tagged along. Yeah, to I just Hamilton. tagged along to watch Hamilton. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun, though. You guys came out uh, afterwards to uh, the restaurant where... Um, R.I.P. Power of How, but uh, we all went out there for uh, dinner. The Power of How is over? Uh, I'll tell you off air. Oh, man. <laughs> I just said R.I.P. Power of How. Yeah, you just, you just killed it. No, we got a few more coming up, but uh, there's some stuff happening. There's a lot of moving parts, so oh, okay. it's, just, it's becoming too difficult. And we don't want to do it over Zoom uh, okay. uh, just because we all live in the same city. Like, for you and I, it's one thing because you live in Atlanta, yeah. but... It's like if we live in the same city, I and was we like, can't get together. Yeah, yeah. I was like, then there's no point to keep doing this. But that's a different story. Um, but yes, yeah, so you you were out here, and uh, it was very funny because you're a huge Eagles fan. Everyone can see the flag behind you, uh, which reminds me, I'll be in Philly this weekend. No one will hear this. Before uh, I'll already yeah. have been in Philly by the time people hear this. Is what I meant to say. But the shows went great. Thank you everybody for coming out. I didn't bomb at all. I, in fact, I crushed. They invited me back to headline. <laughs> uh, Positive affirmations. So, Set the city on fire. Met Bryce Harper, AJ Brown, Jason yeah, Kelsey. AJ Brown was there. actually. I made a joke about how I always draft him very early in fantasy. Him and Kobe Dean were at the show. Oh. Uh, I'm going to get on Philly's good side by saying uh, "Go Birds" and then saying Kobe Dean was the steal of that draft, so they know I'm telling the truth. We record on Zoom every fucking week, and for some reason, this one was. I've just all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I was say, we got to do it early in the morning. That's the only way it works. Apparently. I know that's the only way it ever works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full disclosure, we record Cheers at like 8 or 9 in the morning some days. Uh, but yeah, so you are a huge Eagles fan, and you wanted you were like, the one thing I want to do is watch the Eagles game on Sunday, 
what you guys were leaving like Monday, weren't uh, you? We were leaving Tuesday because your show was Monday. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. My show was Monday. Your show was Monday. So you came we in. We were leaving Tuesday. We got in Saturday. Yeah. You got in Saturday and you were like, oh, Sunday we want to watch the game. Sunday, we watch the, the Eagles game. were in the NFC Championship game. There was yeah. nothing more important that weekend. Sorry, Brennan. There was nothing more important that well, weekend. Well, good thing my show was on a Monday. It <laughs> exactly, wasn't that weekend. Exactly, exactly. Uh, there was nothing more important than the Eagles winning the NFC Championship game and moving on. Um, so, so what happened? We were at the stand with you uh, where you kindly got us some drinks. Um and shout out to John Slack, friend of the show, bartender at the stand. He's a huge Eagles fan as well. He's from Philly. Yeah, and that is exactly what you told me and Kyle. <laughs> and so me and Kyle said, "Hey, if that's the case, Kyle also an Eagles fan. Uh, can he tell us where an Eagles bar is so we can watch the game amongst our people?" And you said, "Sure, let me ask him." And you asked him right there in front of us. And he told us a place, and we were like, all right, we're going to be there Sunday. We're going to get there early before kickoff so we can have a couple drinks, you know, be raucous and make friends with people at the bar. Yeah, that's what you the, do. Get a seat at the bar. That's what yeah. you do. So me and Kyle got up nice and early. Mind you, New York, whole lot of walking. Our feet yeah. were killing us by this time. We're like two days into our trip at this point, so – it, was it like, is weird when you people come from out of town because I always forget they're not used to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lot of walking. More walking than you, I, than you do normally. I do 10 miles a day normally Whoa. on average. Ridiculous. Your Fitbit has to be going crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we get all the way down to this bar. And, and this bar is not close. They're not staying, close. You guys are staying in the Midtown area. Kind <laughs> yeah, of we're like staying a close by Broadway. Spot. Yeah. A couple um, of streets which, off of Broadway, and this was like on 2nd Street. Yeah, it was way <laughs> far down. <laughs> Way far out of the way. You guys are not from here, so you're like looking up subway instructions, yep. like talking about taxis. And then you get all the way down there, and this is my favorite part of the whole story. Get all the way down there. We're approaching what is the bar, and I look ahead of me, and I say to Kyle, it's not looking good. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> uh, New York has a lot of those like little outdoor porches that are covered and everything. And I was like, look at the look at the little porch part. He was like, oh, no. It's like papered. Where it's not papered, you see chairs stacked, lights off. I'm like, kickoffs in like 30 minutes. You think they'd be ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, maybe they just like don't use the outdoor patio because COVID's over and no, 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 no. So, yeah, inside only. We're yeah, inside only. So we're like, we're walking, we're walking, and I'm like, it's not getting good, man. I don't see a soul going in. Ow, this is this is looking bad. And we get to the door and it's closed. And we're like, Fuck. completely shut down. Completely shut down. We Google the place. Been closed for three months. John had no idea. <laughs> three months. Like week two, it was done. <laughs> so where did you end up watching the game? So we had Pat. So we were like, all right, so let's try oh, to look up another yeah, Eagles bar. And then we found one, but it was going to be like way uptown. So if we tried to get to it, we were going to miss some of the game by then. And my feet were killing me. My knees were killing me. My calves were killing me. My newly improved supported calves. These new calves I got, they would have. You'd be fine. I'd be crushing the city. This new in shape goes to the gym twice a day. Joe Dorville would be great. These calves right here, these calves are ready for war. Um, But the calves I had prior to were were not. 
<laughs> were not fit. Um, so I stopped. I was like, Kyle, I don't think I can make it up town, man. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Man. I was like, my feet are, are going to collapse. There's, a, there's a, a Bill's bar right here. Let's just go in. Say F it and just watch this the is game. the playoffs, here. so they're going to be playing the game. The, the, game, the game will on. be on TV, and the Bills are out of the postseason, so there's no conflict there. Yeah. So we go in, and I think one of the bartenders has a Bengals jersey on. <laughs> it was so weird. Uh, and we're Isn't like, that who bounced the Bills? Uh, did they beat the Bills that year? They might have. Because this was this year. This was yeah. This was this year. Yeah, it might have. I don't remember. Oh, I don't God. Remember. Back to my uh, yeah. back to my cheers <laughs> googling, and me not googling. Um, so we sat there and we we're, were talking with the bartender, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that place has been closed for like three, four months now. Like, why would somebody tell you to go there?" We're like, "Oh my God!" I I think we eventually called you and we're like, "Brennan, can you tell John to like." <laughs> never recommend a place that he hasn't been to in a long time and you told us like he just had a kid he hasn't been out in a while yeah he hasn't been and out and I was like yeah. well then don't recommend the place <laughs> yeah the Bengals uh, beat the Bills January 22nd oh. 2022 so that would have been that the week been before them. that's hilarious so yeah um, so yeah we uh, but we were able to sit there got drinks it it appears that that bar de facto became an Eagles bar. Everybody who would have went to the other place went there because uh, there was a lot of Eagles jerseys. Didn't see a 49er jersey in sight. <laughs> uh, there was a guy that came in with a Reggie White throwback. Like It, oh, it was yeah. all good feels because from the jump, the Eagles took out Brock Purdy almost instantly, and it was smooth sailing from there. And uh, it was a, one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> That's awesome, especially that you were able to find a bar anyway. Is, yeah, that's that's always a fun thing because like we have that Jack's bar. Uh, shout out to St. Pat's on Forty Sixth Street here in Midtown Manhattan. Well, I live on the Upper East Side, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but it is interesting because people will come in and they'll be like, "Games, football." You know, there's a lot of tourists and stuff, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "And we're like, yeah, yeah, there's there's games on." Or, or like even New Yorkers will come in and be like, "Fucking put the Giants game on." Mm-hmm. Was a Boston accent, but that's the only one I know how to do. do <laughs> um, but we're like, no, this is a Jags bar. You're in New York City. If you want to see a Giants game, you go, go to anywhere. any other bar. <laughs> yeah, but this is a Jags bar. So I think it's cool because you went into a Bills bar, but because the Bills were out of the playoffs, they're like, well, yeah, we're obviously yeah. going to play football. <laughs> Got to make we're sales. We're not going to not have football on the TV. Uh, we have a few more minutes because I have to do a bunch of edits because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a terrible host. Uh, <laughs> well, I had a I phone wanted, call in the middle of this, too. And my I, mic went wanted, out for no reason. Yeah. I had lighting issues. You got a call. The mics went out. What is happening? Um, I did want to ask you because I know we were going to kind of save these. Uh, and I, I understand, you know, if they, you know, it's not like they weren't like huge party trips or anything. But I was curious to know how Vegas went because you went to Vegas with the um, a new low crew. Yeah. Um, and then you also went to Denver for um, our former Cheers producer, uh, R.I.P. Greg Pineda, <laughs> and uh, Kendra. They had like a whole thing out there. Yeah, yeah. So, what is that like to go on these trips with these people? Because we've all we all met through Zoom, like through a podcast. Well, I mean, even and, New York, I went with Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I know we've talked about it on the other episodes you were on because it is so fascinating how in 2023 now, like 
one of my closest friends that people are like, oh, how, did you go to school together? Like, how'd you meet? And it's like, we listen to this podcast <laughs> the after disaster. Got explain. Niche. Imagine me explaining it to my girlfriend. Like, yeah. why are you going to New York? Me and Brennan oh, who did tears together. Gonna, yeah, yeah, Tracy's like, how do you know Joe? And I was like, so there's this podcast <laughs> we both really like. Like, oh, I, man. So going to because both of these trips, both Vegas and Denver, were both with this same crew. This this the AD now a new low crew. Yeah. So how did how, how did that go? Like, what is what is your like what is your instinct? What is your, like with the let's talk about Vegas first. What was the inspiration to go to Vegas? The inspiration to go to Vegas was Scott's a degenerate gambler. Um, yes, Scott by Scott <laughs> is. Gives out all sorts of gambling tips, Scott by Scott. Scott is a degenerate gambler, and he's constantly, uh, then and now, always going to Vegas. And Vegas had just uh, lifted whatever COVID restrictions. because Doesn't he live in Vegas? No, he lives in California. He lives in the Redlands, oh. which is a little north, a little east of L.A. Um, okay. So, yeah, but it's not too hard for him to get to Vegas. And it feels like he lives in Vegas. He's there every other week, it feels like. Well, and his background <laughs> is always Vegas. Yeah. Um so uh, they had removed some of the restrictions. We all got vaccinated, and it was like, hey, you know, the world has opened up. We've all been sitting here for, like, over a year now talking to each other on Zoom. Let's take it. Let's take it live. Let's take it on the road. Let's take it live. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we all got to Vegas. Uh, people roomed together, hung out. I took shrooms, and I got I – got, I was I was on one that first night. First night. Yeah, you were on shrooms, not one. Yeah, you were on a bunch I, of shrooms. I was on one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was super cool. It's always I'd say that trip was a, a little interesting because like, okay, how is the dynamic? I, I'm a panicker. I'm a worrier. So like, it's yeah. like, okay, is this going to be the same as Zoom? Also, this is not just three hours. This is like. 24 hours <laughs> like yeah if all of a sudden you're sitting there and then someone's like people. yeah can you guys fucking believe that they're trying to get trump out of office and then everyone's oh, like no, no the good thing what? we knew nobody was gonna like drop that on us you know what point. i'm saying like but yeah it could get habits. awkward it can get awkward really quick um and it did get awkward in certain points but uh the the tightness of the group and the earnestness of uh myself uh who fucked up on occasion um yeah we all prevailed and we came out uh, of it and we're all still cool and um yeah everybody had a good time we still refer to the trip and you know it was so good we did it twice there was a, actually a second vegas trip that i didn't attend um that's what i thought yeah there was a second vegas trip i didn't attend because it was after i moved to dallas but i was in the long distance relationship so it was hey cash out a weekend to go to vegas and hang out with the fellas or Use that weekend to do what I've been doing, come and hang out with the lady. So I did what every reasonable man would do and went and hung out with the lady. <laughs> yeah, so that's also interesting. Um, we're talking about bringing it back full circle to the album um, and talking about long distance relationships and heartbreaks and things like that. You, because you and I obviously were friends the entire time that this was going on, and you would do this thing where you would work during the week mm-hmm. and then you would leave like Thursday or Friday. Like sometimes you would cash out a day yeah. of PTO and leave Thursday night and then you would go back to Atlanta for like the whole weekend and then fly back like late Sunday. Yeah. 
And then you would do that like at least once a month at minimum. Minimum, yeah. <laughs> there was only one month I didn't do it, and it was September because work was just so hectic that September. Yeah, so what was that? Was that something obviously now living in the same city and you know everything going well? Obviously, that's not something you would ever dream about doing again. But <laughs> what is that like for you in that moment? Where, like, what's going through your head? Are you just like, yeah, this is just what I do or like this is because to be honest with you, the reason I bring this up is because Tracy lives in Astoria, which is like a 30 to 40 minute. It's like going to Atlanta from Dallas. Well, yeah, (laughs) it's like, well, it's like 30 to 40 minutes on the subway, but you have to take two or three trains. There's a lot of connections. If you miss one train, you're just standing on a hot platform for like 20 minutes. Like Mm. what the fuck? 20 whole minutes, man. I know. (laughs) No, but I mean, obviously we do it and we make it work, but it's, Obviously, it's nothing. That's why I'm bringing it up because it's nothing compared yeah. to flying across the country. Also, having see. a fear of flying. <laughs> yeah, because you're like me. You're you're an anxious person when it comes to a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to flying. Yeah. So what is that? Was that just something in your head? You were like, oh, I really care about this person, so I'm going to do this? Or Yeah, so uh, we kind of made a pack. So when we first met, I knew I was, I knew I was going to Dallas. Yeah, because uh, you guys met right before you were leaving. We met six weeks before. I re- yeah, because I, I remember being like, Joe, like you're moving. Six, seven weeks before. I know. And my whole thing was like, I don't want to get in a relationship because I know I'm moving. But um, something just felt different about it from the jump. And uh, the night where I asked her, like, hey, you want a date? Like, it's foolish, but you, I feel like you have to do it. Like. Hey, you want to be my girlfriend? Like, it has to yeah. be done. <laughs> the conversation has to be had. It has to be had. Anybody who says it doesn't have to be had, <laughs> those are the people up. who... Right, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> grow up. It has to be done. So... This is the two-drink maximum all over again. <laughs> grow up. Be an adult. So, I actually like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? She was like, yeah. And then the next morning, I was like, yeah, so... Gonna be moving to Dallas here in six weeks. <laughs> I just wanted to get that locked in first. <laughs> and she was like, well... I guess, you know, that it's over then. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, you know, let's see how these six, six weeks go. And then, like, if we're still feeling good, you know, we'll figure out the logistics and make it long distance. And, you know, we'll see if you come you to me. you knew you weren't going to Dallas forever. Or, no, there was, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a potentiality. Not the word I'm looking for. There was a possibility. Jesus Christ. Yeah. There was a possibility. That, no, wait, that's true, because now I'm misremembering it because you're back in Atlanta now. But yeah, there was a possibility that, I, that she was going to move to Dallas. That's Yeah, because you were like, no, I don't plan on moving. Like, the plan is to move to Dallas. Yeah, and, and the plan was either move to Dallas, and then the next move was going to be to move to California. Like, have this job parlay into another opportunity or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, so... We both, you know, committed and said that we were going to do it, and we did it. We made it work for, like, six, seven months. Uh, she was the person I talked to pretty much at all points of the day. Uh, in between working and everything else, I was doing the pods and everything, and she was a big, super supportive with the podcast and all that good jazz. Like, hey, I can't talk in the morning because I'm doing cheers in the morning. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. didn't you do cheers on Tuesday? Yeah, we got to do it on Wednesday this week. Something happened on Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, she was always cool, always down with that. And then 
Uh, I started seeing the writing on the wall as far as uh, the office space and people starting to move hybrid for our job. Um, and I was just like, hey, guys, uh, I do you mind if I go back home? I'm No, that's not how it went. It was, hey, I'm moving back, whether you guys help me pay for it or not, whether this job will have me or not, because I see a future with this person and I can get a job at any point in time. Damn, strong arm. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, I'm out of here. Like mentally, it's not good for me. Like me and my boss had this type of relationship, and we still do. And I was just like, dog, you know, I don't like flying. Like this whole flying thing is not really. Yeah, every, it's killing every other me week. financially. It's killing me, and then mentally, it's weighing on me. Um, and he was like, yeah, so we don't want to lose you. So moving back is fine, <laughs> and uh, if we can help you out, we will. But uh, we're at that point. The, we're renting this big office space. We really don't have anybody to fill, so um, we don't know if we're going to be able to help you. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So December came, my lease ended, and I packed up a U-Haul, drove back, and I've still been employed this Happily entire ever time. Happily after, and, man. And uh, me and the lady are better than ever. Perfect. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Make sure everybody you, you check out the me. album. Plug everything one more time. The album, loadedforbeardoc.com, uh, yeah. uh, the whole thing. The album, Outside, comes out uh, October 11th, next Wednesday. This Wednesday, if you're hearing yep. this on Monday. Um, check me out on Twitter and Instagram, joedorville.com. Check out joedorville.com. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram, at joedorville. Check out joedorville.com. Uh, loadedforbeardoc.com, me and Anderson Cowan, film director, out of California, friend of, friend of the show, been on the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, me and him are putting together a documentary, a short film, and a feature film um, that has a lot of heart and a lot of... It, it's interesting how it all came about, uh, but you can get more information by following the socials. Just Loaded for Bear on Twitter or Instagram uh, and Facebook. And LoadedForBearDoc.com where you can donate to help us uh, get it over the edge as far as the documentary side of things. Yeah, because this is getting made one way or another. And it's going to be a... By hook or by crook, it will be done. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Well, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, and check out all the the podcasts that I plugged in the beginning. Cheers. Who doesn't I'm not going to link those. The only one I'm linking (laughs) is Cheers in the notes. Because that's the one we do. Uh Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. At Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one-man show, X Drinking Buddy. Um, yeah. Come see me uh, October 14th. I'll be at the Broadway Comedy Club uh, in New York City. Nice. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Keep We're out. Performing in New York here shortly. 